And now, episode 50 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Here is the host of the live global pandemic COVID-19 edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast, the Corona Boy himself, the one and the only Johnny Boy. Oh, man. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Great to see you. Great to talk to you. I'm about to go turn on the Facebook thing and do the Facebook Live thing. Uh, but as always, I wanted to just kick off the old podcast here, make sure the audio is working, get a little intro, do all that stuff, and then we'll do, uh, we'll do a live Facebook live Facebook podcast. All right, let's do this. All right, fade out the music, and let's go live on Facebook. Oh, okay, let me hit record. There we go. Yes. Recording. Check. Facebook Live. Check. Birthday Boy Podcast. Episode 50. Check. All right. I got some things... So I get some things here, some things to talk about, and uh, hopefully, let me just uh, let me uh, let me adjust my levels here. All right. Hopefully, we get uh, we get to do a podcast here on Facebook and uh, get through the whole thing without a tornado coming through and destroying us all. There's Kimmy. There's my Kimmy. If it's only Kimmy, that's okay with me. Just you and me, baby. All right. It's a shame too, because I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about the hair today. We'll see if anybody joins. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's get into it. Uh, Kimmy, can you share this? If you haven't, just share the, 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 the thing, the whatever. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. How do you do it? Yeah. Anyway. Can I do it? I wish that I could. Yeah. Anyway, lots to get to. Uh, I don't know about lots. There's Amy. Hey, Amy. Super fan, Amy. Um, okay. There's lots to do. There is there's there's lots. I have a lot here. I have a good amount. I don't know. It, it looks like a lot when I write it down. I don't know what this equates to when I actually say it. This could be this could be a 15-minute podcast. Who knows? Well, let's find out. Uh, I want to start. Ah, oh, you know what I want? Uh, uh, I had something I wanted to do and then I forgot to do it. The week just got away from me, so oh well. Um I'm going to start with some sounding board theater as I first take a swig of water. It's so goddamn humid. I blasted the AC. I'm only here until my kid needs me to help wash her hair. Oh, that's fine. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> happy to have you watching until that time. And uh, until the time that your child needs help washing. Um... 
So just uh, for the audio only, that Amy is here only until her kid needs to have her hair washed, and then she will have to excuse herself. How dare you put family over the Birthday Boy podcast? How dare you? All right. So, yeah, I think we're going to jump right into Sounding Board Theater. I have some. Uh, I, I have a good one. I, I feel like this is a good one. Uh, you know, any, anything, anything as of late that has to do with, uh, you know, on, on the local social media like Facebook, uh, you know, the Civic Sounding Board kind of thing, and any of your neighborhood pages and local city, town, village, whatever, Facebook things, uh, you know, it's just, uh, before it was just people arguing over politics, now it's just people arguing over masks, and you should wear a mask, you shouldn't wear a mask, you shouldn't wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. And it just, uh, most of it is, in, it's it's honestly insufferable. Most of it I just, it's not funny, it's just dumb. It's just people being stupid and people being assholes and people being stupid assholes. But this one, this one has a little of Scott Johnston in it. And that's, anytime he shows up, troll that he is, uh, it doesn't, it's, you know, everybody has unfollowed this guy. I can't get enough of him because he's, mwah, he is just... He's the king of the idiots, and he's the king of the assholes, and I, I'll never, I'll never block him. I'll never unfollow him because I want to see what he has to say. And he's got, he's got some good, uh, he's got some good feedback. He's got some good comments on this week's sounding board. Uh, so, so this topic, actually, this is a, this is about a week old. Uh, Catherine Snell on the Nashua Civic Sounding Board says, "Glad to see signs on the doors of Market Basket." Uh, that's a grocery store here in uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Boston area, New England. Um, great to see, glad to see signs on the doors of Market Basket reminding everyone of the governor's recommendation to wear masks. Only a few exceptions observed. That's it. That's the comment. Just happy to see, you know, people are doing the right thing, being courteous, putting the mask on. Nobody wants to wear these. Fuck, nobody wants to wear the fucking mask. Nobody does. You just do it and you do it. And that's it. Uh, and so <laughs> the first comment from Ted Leary, governor's orders, are you referring to Massachusetts or New Hampshire? Of course, nobody said orders. This is recommendation. And there's old Scott Johnston to jump in. No governor can order us to do anything in the first place. <laughs> At Lance Schmidt responds to Scott, uh, do you actually believe that? Scott, what do you mean do I actually believe that? Nobody can force you to do anything. He's he's a he's he's a genius. Scott Johnston is just a genius. He's a brilliant man. Jason Maldera. He ordered businesses to be shut down and they complied, so I think he can. This isn't North Korea or China. Because people are too afraid to fight back for their rights. Way too many sheep comply. And give up their rights. Some of us choose not to do so. And that is something that cannot be taken from us. Judy Blaycheck responds, Try walking around naked and see what can happen. I was referring to more individual rights. Women can go topless here in New Hampshire legally. <laughs> that's, that's news to me. <laughs> That is news to me. If that's if that's actually true, zero uh, percent of the population is uh, is going along with that. Uh, 
Jason Maldera, naked, not just topless. So that's the rule in New Hampshire? Topless, naked, women, men, anybody? What's... Okay. Uh, It should be everyone's right, according to Scott. Alicia McNichol says, I think you guys are probably the last ones who haven't blocked Scott Johnston yet. And uh, Jason Maldera responds, "Uh, yeah, I got to see what new stuff the trolls think of. Uh, (laughs) I may have, uh, Alicia McNichol says, I may have to unblock him just for the entertainment. That's exactly it. You have to unblock him because it's so entertaining to, I've blocked so many people, so many of the idiots in this town. And just like every town, there's just, they're idiots and they bring nothing to the table. Scott Johnston is, he is so good. He's so good at being such a dope that I will, I could never, I could never block this guy. I don't know how you could block him. He's such a moron. And it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, Stephen Luthi, uh, Scott Johnson, try pointing your gun at a cop. Let me know if you still believe people can't stop you and have you, you have such unlimited rights. Your right to live in a society is based on a give and take. Uh, Derek Boney Sliz says, <laughs> okay. Derek Boney Sliz says, you don't want to comply with the governor's orders, but you sure want to take advantage of the free internet. Uh, and this was referring to a post, I believe Scott Johnston mentioned uh, he was he was complaining about the quality of the free internet. Uh, at Lance Schmidt, someday you should learn about the powers granted to our executives during emergencies. Uh, Scott Johnston, if I point a gun at a cop, I'm automatically giving up my rights because that cop has a right to live. Therefore, I would never raise my gun to anyone. I don't even own a gun. Why? And then to Jason Maldera, why am I labeled as a troll? Because I have a different opinion than yours. Maybe you're the troll. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man. And then somebody just commented. It simply says recommendation, not order. Uh, in response to Derek Boney Sliz, I pay for my own internet. There's literally there's literally a, uh, a post of his from like a week before this talking about the free internet and complaining about the quality of the free internet. So, uh, okay. Oh, and somebody has a screenshot. There he is. April 13th. Okay. A month ago. Is anyone having any difficulty trying to use the free Wi-Fi? <laughs> so uh, there you go. Uh, and then the person, uh, that bony Sliz guy po- posted that. And then Scott responded, thank you for thinking you know me and that you know the whole story. That was a couple of weeks ago, and I've since moved and had internet turned on in my new place. Thank you. You were just itching to call me out on something. Too bad it didn't work. Uh, and then responding still to Boney, Derek Boney Sliz, nothing says I cheated more than a joint Facebook page. Yeah. I think it's really sad that you seem so desperate to find dirt on me. Oh, man. Scott Johnston. This guy just, he's the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know if there's any more. Oh, Scott's, oh, no, here we go. Uh, Somebody else, you know, just mentioning about the masks and things, and Scott says, nobody can force you to wear a mask. Like, he just, he won't do it. He just won't do it. 
<laughs> Nobody's ordering me to wear a mask. I wear a mask to protect you. If you won't wear a mask to protect me, that makes you a prick, says Denise Prunier Greenleaf. Uh, you know, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> no one... <laughs> yeah, and... Oh, here he goes. I do not have to give up my rights. That's why we are called... They are called rights. Big difference between rights and privileges. Privileges can be taken from you, according to Scott. Uh... I'm not breaking any laws. Oh, and then he talks about morals. He's... Morals are man-made. Concept. I have my own set of morals, and they don't come from the Bible. If you really think that the government has a right to force people to do anything, you're part of the problem. You don't seem to understand the word rights means. Rights cannot be taken away. Only privileges can... Nobody is going to take my rights away, and there will be consequences if they try. So, <laughs> there will be consequences if they try. That sounds, I mean, I'm no big city Scott Johnston, but that sounds like a threat. Consequences if somebody tries to take his rights. Oh, man. He's really, he's a treasure. Scott Johnston is a treasure. And... I'm just I'm quickly scrolling here. I wish there was more from him on this uh, on this particular thread. So if you see Scott Johnston around town, there he shan't be wearing any masks anytime soon because it's my right to not wear a mask. You fools! Oh man! Oh, hey mom. Rolling along here. That's really uh, breaking some records with the viewership. At two, I think at one point, there were three. And uh, the Scott Johnston stuff was was so good that uh, only one left the room. Clearly, clearly, uh, Amy's child had to have her head, <laughs> had to have her hair washed. So that was short-lived. Um... <laughs> uh, I want to talk... I was so... Every once in a while, I mention stories from childhood. I tell them, I, like, if I'm just sitting here and I'm at, I'm at work, and this is where I sit. I basically am just glued to this chair. Monday through Friday, I'm glued to this chair doing work. And then on Friday, work is over, and then I I unstick, I unglue myself from the chair for a few minutes. I have, a like, a 30-minute cat nap. I get some dinner. I get prepared, and then uh, here we go, live podcast. And uh, rather than a British accent, it's probably a South Carolina accent. One of our friendly neighbors. Oh yeah. Of course, Scott Johnston. You know, hey, it probably sounds like this. What are you doing here? I don't order free Wi-Fi. What are you talking about? But because he's such a troll, I thought I thought it would only be fitting that he has a proper British accent. <laughs> Who are you calling a troll, you troll? Perhaps you're the troll. I can walk around naked. It's my right and my privilege, and no mask shall prevent me from doing such. Well, you just wait and see, Scotty boy. Uh, what, 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 what the hell was I saying? Oh, so, uh, moving on. So there's that's a little sounding board theater. A little sounding board theater. There's, there's more, and it'll, in the weeks to come, there'll be more, I'm sure. Uh, 
I have some saved. I don't want to. I don't want to do I, I, one at a time. I think is good. One sounding board theater at a time is uh, is acceptable, and uh, leave them wanting more. That's what. In the immortal words of the great Scott Johnston, always leave them wanting more. <laughs> Which is why I only walk semi nude out in public, topless only, or perhaps a little leg. Leave them wanting even more. Uh. So I was I was about to get into uh, some stories from a story from childhood because uh, oh yeah that's what I was saying that's what I was saying so I'm glued to this chair uh, Monday through Friday I get up for a few minutes on Friday to have a quick nap and some dinner and then get ready and then do the old podcast thing and uh, and then I'm glued to the chair for a little while longer and while I'm sitting here all week doing work and glued to the chair. And, uh, I, you know, the mind wanders. I listen to podcasts. I listen to some tunes, doing a little work, plugging away, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, shit pops into your head, right? So I was thinking of this story the other day. And I love when I think of a story of my childhood that I haven't thought of in years and that my kids haven't heard of because they, my kids love the stories of my childhood because it's all stories. The only ones that I can remember are the ones where I'm acting like a total idiot or a prick or a moron. And, uh, and this one I think has a little of all of the above and, um, just any, any story that I can tell where I just look like a total jackass, my kids love it and they fall over laughing. And so this one I thought of the other day, I don't know why, I don't, I don't know what made me think of it, but I was thinking of, uh, back in the old days, I was riding my bike around the neighborhood back in Lamar lane. So I couldn't have been older than six. I was probably four or five. Which is crazy because I'll never let my kids uh, leave my my eyesight, let alone ride their bikes around the neighborhood. But uh, you know, back in the old back in the eighties, that's what that's what you did. And uh, so I was riding around and no helmet, all that all the fun stuff of, of our childhood. And uh, a neighbor, my good friend Jared Bennett, his mother, Mrs. Bennett, said she was in her her yard and she saw me riding my bike past and she said, "Hey, hey, Johnny." No, she didn't call me. Hey, John, you want to come see the rabbits or the rabbit? I don't know. And I thought she said Robin. And I've made it quite clear many times on this podcast what I think of birds. And I've always I've always felt the same way about birds when I was a child. And I said, who, who the hell wants to see a Robin? Who cares about birds? And I said, I politely said, no, thanks. And I just kept pedaling. I just kept riding my bike. She said, rabbit, not Robin. If I had heard rabbit... I would have hopped off my bike and run back to see they got some new rabbits in a cage. And she offered, you know, hey, you want to come back and see the rabbit? And, uh, mom, it's good that you're, uh, that you're here for this on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, so I finished my bike ride and I went back home and I got home and nobody was there because the rest of the family and I believe my grandparents were there too. They had gone for a walk slash bike ride out in the neighborhood. I went by myself. I came back. Uh, nobody was home, so I just kind of hung out for a little bit. And then my family showed up, and they said, uh, I said, hey, where, where, where where'd you go? Where the, where the hell did you go? As I was five-year-old me would say. Um, and they said, oh, uh, my mom said, we, we were looking at the rabbits. And I said, what rabbits? Oh, the Bennett's rabbits. They got some new rabbits 
and we went back. They invited us to come back in the yard, and uh, they had a whole bunch of rabbits in the in the cage, and we got to we got to see the rabbits and pet the bunny rabbits. She said she invited you back, and you had no interest in seeing the rabbits. And then I and then I just like I exploded because it was one of those things where I was I was mad at myself for being so stupid and not hearing uh, the word rabbit and instead hearing the word Robin and just pedaling away like a dummy. And I was so I was mad at myself because I screwed up. I could have gone to see the rabbits. I was also too stupid to realize, oh, this is one of my good friends. I'm probably going to be at his house playing Transformers and G.I. Joe's and Nintendo like tomorrow in the next 24 to 48 hours so I could see those rabbits anytime. That didn't cross my mind either. I just thought, okay, I just passed up a chance to see rabbits and I'm never going to see them again. That was what I thought. And everybody else got to see and pet and play with the rabbits, and I didn't. And so so I was mad at everybody else for my stupidity, so I screamed at everyone, and I said, I said, what do you mean you got to see rabbits? Yeah, the Bennis have new rabbits, and they invited us back to see them, and we petted them, and they invited you, but you kept, you said no thanks, and you kept going. I thought she said robins! I thought she said you want to come see the robin! And I don't care about birds, so I kept pedaling. And then I'm just, I'm, and I remember like my fists were doing that little kid, like double fists, like stomping and pounding. Pound! I want to see the rabbits. And you said it was a rabbit. I thought it was a rabbit. So I'm just like, and my blood is just continuing to boil. And now it's past the point of no return. And everybody's trying to calm me down. And, and then... My mom, who's watching, said, I don't know what, but said something that just put me over the edge, like something simple, like uh, you can go see the rabbits tomorrow or something like, you know, when you go over to Jared's to play, which you probably will in the next day or two. And I said, I don't want to see those stupid rabbits tomorrow. I wanted to see them today. And then, and yeah, <laughs> Cindy Hopkins, my mom, oh, my poor stupid son. <laughs> that's so true yeah just an idiot and then i yelled i said i want to see the rabbits now it's not fair and i think i yelled like i hate you <laughs> and i just whatever i yelled i don't remember but i remember being even at the age of like four or five being somewhat outside of my body at the time and thinking like wow you know my inner monologue was thinking like what i'm i'm really overreacting you know, whatever words my four-year-old self knew, I'm, I'm really overreacting to this, but I'm just so far gone. I'm so jealous that everybody got to see the rabbits and that I'm so stupid that I thought Robin was the word that I'm just, now I'm just exploding. I'm just taking out everybody. I, you're stupid. I hate you. I hate you. And then I just, I ran inside and slammed the door and ran in and John jumped into my bed and was just, you know, and I was doing like that crying, like that little, that hilarious little kid crying that they do where you can't, they can't catch their breath and like, <laughs> and then that, cause I remember that was the first time that my dad was very serious. He came in to check on me and knock on the door. And so he knocked on the door and he said, son. And that was the first time that he said it like that, or, or that I can remember him saying it very seriously, like, son. He said, son, may I come in? And I was like, no, go away. 
<laughs> and then finally came back a little, oh, my sensitive sweet son. Yeah, sensitive idiot. <laughs> That's what I was. So I was lying in bed. And then my dad came in to talk to me, to calm me down. And he was like, what's what's the problem? Why, why did you just yell at your mother? You yelled at the whole family like that. Why would you do that? We were... She was, we, you, you know, we were trying to tell you, you could go see the rabbits tomorrow. Uh, why would you yell at your family like that? And I did like the little kid crying thing. I was like, because I thought it was a Robin. I didn't know she said rabbit. And if I knew she said rabbit, I would have seen the rabbit. And I'm just like, you know, one of those, one of those dopey little kid crying things that I was doing. And of course I was telling the children this the other day and they were, and my, yeah, my kids say the same thing. They're like, man, you are such an idiot. <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you? How do you not know? Why would somebody ask you to come see a robin? Nobody cares about it. Why didn't you like clarify that it was a rabbit? I don't know. That was just me. That was just me being stupid. But I did it. <laughs> I did it all the time. Um, and then there was one. I'll, I'll tell another one. And it was the same thing. It was at, it was at the old house on Lamar Lane. And I remember I just exploded at my grandpa one time who was also, anytime anybody was trying to be helpful, I just got mad at them and yelled. And uh, one time my dad and my grandpa were outside at the grill, you know, whatever, grilling burgers, dogs, all that shit, cigars, beer. And I was inside with my mom, my sister, and my grandmother watching TV. And whatever was on TV, I didn't want to watch. I wanted to watch my show which is still the same now. I don't let go of the, I don't relinquish the remote to anyone. And, uh, I wanted to watch what I wanted to watch, which was what nobody wanted to watch. I don't probably cartoons, probably transformers, probably something. And, uh, something like that. And so my grandpa yelled in the, you know, the window was a nice summer day. The window was open. So he yelled in just trying to be helpful because the, the grandma and mom and sister wanted to watch something. And I want to watch another thing. And so my grandpa thought, well, how about the compromise? And he yelled in and told me that there was figure skating on one of the other channels. And I was like, what? Figure skating? Why the hell would I want to? <laughs> so, because I was a sensitive boy. So naturally, everybody thought I would want to watch figure skating. Now I would love to. I love watching figure skating. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's so graceful. Uh, so he, he yelled in and he said, hey. Johnny, my grandpa yelled at, he's like, not even yelling at me, just, just informative, purely informative. And he said, Johnny, there's a, you know, there's a, the, the ice skaters are on the channel six. If you want to watch those. And I was like, what? And I just yelled at them and I was like, no, you watch the ice skaters. If you like them so much, I don't want to watch the ice skaters. And then my dad as I would have done the same exact thing because I was completely rude and horrible and disrespectful to my grandpa. Just me yelling. He was just trying to help. And I'm like, you watch. Now you watch the ice skaters if you like it so much. And then, of course, my dad, with a cigar in his mouth, he's like, with the, with the, with the, you know, the hamburger flipper spatula thing, like pointing at me. And he's like, he's like, hey, hey, you don't, you don't talk to your grandpa. You don't say that. 
You don't talk to your grandpa like that. And then, uh, and, and he's like, yeah, you quit. You apologize. You don't talk like that. <laughs> and then I was like, and then of course, what a lot of kids do is they get, oh, and hey, here's, <laughs> here's my dad. <laughs> I, I, dad, I hope, thank you for watching. I hope you go back and replay this because I'm telling stories of my childhood when I was being an asshole. When people were, when family members were just trying to help me, but I was too, too little and stupid to know any better and hot-headed, which that's, uh, I know it sounds crazy. Me with me losing my temper. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, so I told my grandpa to recap. I wanted to watch something on TV. Uh, the rest of the family wanted to watch something on TV. My grandpa thought he would try a compromise and yelled in the window and said, Hey, there's ice skating on the other channel. Why don't you watch that? And then I, and then rationally, I responded, no, you watch ice skating if you like it so much. I hate skating. And then my dad, cigar in mouth, spatch, barbecue tools in hand, yelled, you don't talk to, you don't talk to your grandpa like that. Hey, you, you don't talk to him. It's your grandfather. You apologize. And then, and then of course, when a little kid gets yelled at, they just double down. And so that's what I did. So I got even more angry. I was like, no, I want to watch my show. You don't tell me. What did that watch? And so, yeah. So I told, I told both of those stories to my kids. They probably, probably both of those stories, the rabbit story and the ice skating story happened within, I would, I would assume, I would think probably within a couple of months of each other because both took place at the old house where I, where I lived as a young child until the age of six. And, uh, and they both, yeah, my kids said the same thing that they always do. It's like, oh my God, these stories are so great. And you were such a dopey kid. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's for sure. Now, now I'm a dopey adult. Oh man. Speaking of robins and birds and hating birds. Uh, I also remember this too. There was a, there was a fellow, a fellow from our, our, well, he went to our church, but he also, uh, he was my baseball coach in fourth grade and I couldn't stand him. Um, you know, nice enough guy later on. I hated him as a baseball coach, F fine individual, but of course I carry the grudge of not liking him as my baseball coach. Why didn't I like him as my baseball coach? Because he made me play baseball and he told me I had to like swing the bat at the ball, which I was, I, I, my strategy as I've mentioned I'm, on previous podcasts was to just stand at the plate and hope that I would get balls. And, uh, and I think one time I swung at the thing and I said, it was kind of like the law of averages. I, th I was, I was playing this, the numbers game and I thought, you know, the least amount of effort I can put forth is to just stand here. And there's a good chance that some of these crappy pitchers are going to so throw some crappy stuff at me and I'll get on base without having to really put forth a lot of effort. Well, coach Boyd, uh, he's like, Oh, you swing at the ball. Why don't you swing at the ball? And I thought, shut up. <laughs> I'll, I'll swing at the ball when I want to, which is never. So shut up. So as a result, I hated him forever. Oh, my dad, uh, John Hopkins writes, what a terrible childhood should have called child protective. No, I'm not saying that was my, I, I'm not saying I had a terrible childhood. I'm saying I was a terrible child. You, you guys should have called adult protective for my, my outbursts. Yeah. Then there was the one time, uh, I wasn't going to tell this one, but it just popped into my head. I tell this to the kids all the time and they, and then they think, wow, he's a, he's a psychopath, this dad of mine, because one time we were, you know, we had sparklers on the 4th of July. I was probably three 
again, it was at it was at the old house, so I yeah, I I remember being very tiny, very you know, standing up and being shorter than people who were sitting down. I was, you know, which isn't much different than now, but uh, was, yeah, so I was three, three ish, four at the most, and uh, we, you know, we had the little sparklers waving them around. It was really fun, and then um, the sparkler went out, and I thought. I was just so curious. I thought, hey, I wonder what happens if I do this. And then I took the hot end of the sparkler that had just gone out and touched it to my mom's arm. And, of course, she screamed. <laughs> she screamed, oh, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and, then I, and then I probably, again, going on the defensive, as I did, I would just yell back and say, why are you yelling at me? I don't know. I, I don't remember after that. I just remember, you know, being a little... A little psychopath and taking the sparkler that had just gone out just seconds before and touching it to my mom's arm just to see what would happen even though I think I knew what would happen but I wanted to see for myself and uh yeah it was exactly what I thought would happen so sorry about that mom <laughs> uh but the children my children love these stories they love any story just like I talked about the one you know coming out of the bursting out of the bathroom stall with the toilet paper on my foot uh, telling my famous my first ever knock knock joke knock knock who's there French French fryer I was pretty proud of myself at the time and then my kids yeah and my kids just look at me and they just laugh and they say God what a dumb kid you were and that's when I say well you're smart children because that's you're exactly right I was I was a bit of a dope not now though the uh, the Johnny boy that you listen to and watch each and every week here on the Birthday Boy Podcasts. It's quite smart. Very smart. Oh, there's Nate. Nate Stengrevix. Hey, buddy. Yeah, this is good. It's a good group. Interesting group. My wife, my parents, Nate. Oh, man. This is awesome. I love it. I love this crowd. This is uh, this is my I think Dad. This is your first time uh, coming on Facebook Live to watch the podcast. I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> hey hey, why you little? Yeah, my mom writes why you little. Yeah, sorry. I I do apologize. I felt bad. Uh, the good news is I never uh, I never uh, I never set my mom on fire again after that. So so that was nice. I only did it once when I was three. What is Nate saying? Coming a life stream gig for reels? Am I reading? I'm reading that wrong. A life, a live stream gig, a live stream gig for reels. Yeah, this is the gig. Like I mentioned, I. I am glued to this exact shit. Where you're seeing me, where I'm sitting <laughs> is where I spend Monday through Friday all day. And then, uh, and then Friday night for, uh, for an hour or so. And uh, just a quick, uh, quick check of the weather. Quick check of the old Doppler. It's not looking so bad out. These tornadoes, I think we've got a good hour until the tornado wipes us out off the, off the map here. So that's good. Oh, oh. Oh, a real, oh, you had a gig, oh, look at this, Just Nate had, I had a gig for hire, a Zoom gig. Oh, man, that's exciting. 
This is the this is the future. The future is now. Zoom gigs. That's it. There's no more in person. It's only Zoom. It's only Facebook Live and Zoom and FaceTime and maybe Skype. Teams, Microsoft Teams, which I can't stand. Anyway, uh, well, that's good, man. Congrats on the gig. And again, I, I use this opportunity to tell you to tune in to Just Nate every Saturday at 7 Eastern Time for his uh, for his his live show on Facebook. Just Nate, follow and like Just Nate on Facebook, and then watch him live every Saturday at uh, at seven o'clock. And if you thought uh, four viewers to this podcast was impressive, wait till you see the hundreds that tune in for his. Almost as though he's an actual professional. Uh, who, through years of experience and honing his craft, has developed a following, as opposed to just putting on some headphones and sitting in front of a microphone and uh, hitting record. (laughs) And they're so good, man. I say this every week, and I shall say it again. On Saturday nights, you you should spend some time with just Nate Gather around the iPad, the phone, the computer, whatever you might have, and uh, yeah, check them out. Playing tunes, takes requests, takes requests, learns the songs. I don't know how this guy does it. I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I don't have, I have no, t- I like, I just show up on Friday. I write, I jot a couple d- notes down where I get a chance, and then on Friday I hit record and hope that I don't, you know, completely humiliate myself. And then this this Nate character, you know, goes through the week and he's learning songs. And he's, I sit here with songs that I've heard a million times, and I do this cliff karaoke, and I have to look at the words of songs that I know the words to, and and this guy memorizes these tunes, and some of them that he's never played before, and then he and then he shows up, and then he's like, he's not looking at any notes. He doesn't have a teleprompter. And he's just, he's playing these songs. It's pretty impressive. Nate's, <laughs> thanks, man. Oh, but I'm not funny. You make the, pe- oh, I beg to differ, good sir. You're you're quite funny. But I, I get what you're saying. I make the people laugh. I hope so. Whether at me or with me, as long as they're laughing as a result of me, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't care. And it's usually uh, some laughing with me, my children laughing at me, and, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, what I was saying, and thanks, Nate. I appreciate that, man. Um, what I was saying, uh, my baseball coach, Coach Boyd, uh, he also went to our church, and I, I resented him forever because I didn't want to uh, – I played baseball. I didn't want to swing the bat ever, and so that was my strategy. Uh, again, just mathematically, I thought if I stand here, eventually – some of these crappy kids are going to throw some stinkers and I'm just going to get on first base without having to really do anything. And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the strategy that's got me pretty far in life in general. And it got me, you know, it got me a little bit of a, a modest amount of success on the fourth grade baseball diamond. But my coach, uh, you know, for some reason he hated my strategy and he wanted me swinging, swinging at the ball, you know, good pitches in particular, which I, I thought was absurd and so I hated him forever because he was always yelling at me to swing at the... Why don't you swing at those? That's a good pitch. Swing at that. I know it's a good pitch, but eventually a bad pitch is going to be on its way. And there's a damn good chance that I get to go to first base 
putting forth absolutely zero effort as opposed to these other jackasses who are swinging and chopping away like lunatics. And so I resented him forever for trying to make me do something on the baseball field. And later on, uh, you know, we went to the same church, so we kind of, you know, uh, they were kind of family friends, kind of, sort of, eh. Uh, and, and I remember they were at our house for dinner for some reason, and he was talking about this business idea that he had, and he was going to open a chicken joint, uh, you know, like a fried chicken place in Burnt Hills, and and his last name is Boyd. He was going to call it the Boyd Cage. Get it? You know, like the bird cage, the Boyd Cage. And, uh, and everybody's like, oh, that's, yeah, that's clever. That's good. And although it never happened, I, for years after that, long before Larry David and the latest Kirby Enthusiasm season where he opened a spite store, I think I had the original idea for the spite store uh, because I, after hearing Coach Boyd, after having the nerve and the audacity to make me to try and make me swing at the baseball uh, in fourth grade, upon he- hearing his business idea, his business plan for this chicken restaurant called the Boyd Cage, the wheels started turning in the old noggin, and I thought, what if? I mean, what is the likelihood that that's going to happen? Probably nothing. What if I got there first? I open my own chicken joint, and I call it the Boyd Cage. <laughs> Because who gives a shit? He hasn't patented that idea. So his last name's Boyd. My last name's Hopkins. And now I have opened the Boyd cage. And thus rendering his idea completely and utterly useless. And uh, because now there's there's the only Boyd cage in town. And it's owned by me. And I thought I would, I thought I would like to open that just out of spite. Just purely out of spite. I have no interest in, uh, in slinging chicken. And I have no interest in, in being in that line of work in any way, shape, or form. But for spiteful purposes, I would absolutely have done that if I had the if I had the know-how at the time to open a chicken joint and just call it the Boyd Cage because I would have loved just the idea of him after again having the audacity to tell me to swing at a baseball to just think of him one day uh, driving down the road and looking and seeing us oh what's this a new restaurant a chicken joint the Boyd Cage what that's and then to see like my sign on the marquee the Boyd Cage with me like smiling. And holding a, I don't know, holding a dead ch- a rubber chicken or something. So that was this past season of Kirby Enthusiasm. Larry opened a coffee shop called Latte Larry's next to Mocha Joe's, and it was a spite store, a store that he opened purely out of spite. But I will tell you, I had an idea for my own spite store long before that, and it was called the Boyd Cage, uh, so as to put the other Boyd Cage out of business before it could even get off the ground or get out of the coop. So to speak, that's just a little, that's a little inside lingo, a little chicken, little chicken talk. Some people talk Turkey. I, I talk chicken. I speak the language. Oh, God damn. Uh, so, <laughs> so there's some, there's some stories that my kids enjoy hearing. Uh, yeah, I've got another, oh yeah, this is, oh, I've got a few things here to talk about. Wow. Look at this. Look at all these. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, I'm, so, so the wife and I, Kimmy, who's here, uh, we, every once in a while, we have these little, these little phases where we do these, uh, these workout DVDs, like inside the house. So if it's raining or if it's too cold or if it's too hot or outside or 
if it's nighttime or if it's daytime or if it's uh, one of the days of the week ending in Y, we just close the curtains and stay inside and do our exercising instead of going out in the fresh air. And, uh, you know, there's all these, you know, 10, 12 years ago when we were first married, we started doing these DVDs that they had on demand on the Time Warner cable channels. And, uh, and one of the workouts, and I think Kimmy had a few DVDs of uh, this, uh, this broad named Leslie Sansone, who is like, she has this whole empire of videos, endless amounts of hours and hours of videos where you literally just walk in place. You stand in the same spot in your living room, your basement, whatever, your rumpus room. You stand where it doesn't matter. Bedroom doesn't matter. You stand in the same spot and you just you march in place, and then you might do a little like a side step. You do some things with your arms. You throw them up and you go down and all that stuff. And uh, and you know we do like these third. We get up as the last few weeks we've been getting back into doing it and getting up uh, before work or before school starts and going out. Uh, you know, setting it up and doing a thirty-minute DVD. Well. It's a, it's a YouTube DVD. I think that's the right terminology. We do one of those YouTube DVDs of Leslie Sansone. And uh, not like the old round DVDs, but it's a DVD that's on YouTube. I think that's, I think that's what it would, I think that's what the kids would say. Like one of those YouTube workout DVDs. And uh, so we put on our YouTube machine and we do one of the, one of the Sansone videos. And uh, <clears throat> it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's insufferable. Uh, here's another thing I'd like to do. Uh, and hope, maybe I can do this someday. She, so, there's, so one of the videos is called The Miracle Mile. And uh, we do like two miles. It takes 30 minutes. And it's not just walking in place because they've got you doing like knee lifts. You do four on one leg and four on another leg. And your arms are going all over the place. And you're, you know, bipping and bopping and hipping and hopping all over the room. And, uh, and I hate it. And we both hate it. And we end up just... The two of us, Kimmy and I both, will we get about five minutes into the DVD, and I'll hit the thing to see how much time is left, and it says twenty-five minutes left, and I what? God damn it! What? We feel like we've been doing this for an hour and a half. We've barely even done a warm up. We've got twenty-five minutes of this piece of shit left, and she's and in the video she's just smiling and everything's so great. I love it. Don't you love? It? And her hands in the air. Don't you love walking? I wish I could come to your house and I could walk with you. Wouldn't that be so great? Oh, it's beautiful, everybody. I'm so thankful for walking and my friends and my health. And you just want to you want to punch her. I would never I would never do that. I wouldn't punch her, but you want to punch her. I wouldn't, I, but I want to. Kimmy wants to. That would maybe be more acceptable. It's still wrong, but I would let I would let Kimmy and and we're screaming and swearing and that's the thing we spend 30 minutes and we're sweating it's a good sweat we get the you know we get steps in and we get calories and all that shit and uh but man i just can't st you know having to do these exercises is bad enough and then having some happy ass smiley faced jerk singing oh isn't it great aren't you i love that i love to sweat i'm like don't you love to sweat i'm like what Nobody loves who what kind of an asshole loves to sweat? I like to turn the air conditioning on so it's 60 degrees so I can see my breath in the middle of July and then cover up under the blankets. That's what I love. Sweating. Sweating is for the boids. <laughs> I just see what I did there. Uh anyway, so it's just it's insufferable and Kimmy and I are just yelling, you know, horrible, horrible words. Mostly Kimmy, not me. I don't I don't have that kind of foul tongue. But Kimmy just starts screaming, oh, you, you bitch, 
You effing bitch! You left and uh, and I oh Kimmy that's oh my god your language is terse. Jeez Louise, that, that's about as bad as it gets for me. I yell, "Jeez Louise, that's inappropriate." Uh, but it's just and then and then you look at another DVD of one of the other people and another one and another one and it's the same crap. She just you know she spawns this tree of like happy smiley. Oh, we're so happy to be alive. You know, that kind of just idiot. And it makes me like, I just want to bang my head against the wall. And so this, one of these videos that we do is called the miracle mile. And so I thought, well, shit, I think what I need to do, I need to cut because there's no market for this, at least not that I know of. And it's called, uh, my DVD is going to be called the miserable mile. Cause what I would like, and there's gotta be people out there who can't, who are the same as me. They're doing the exercise video and Kimmy and I, you know, we're doing the exercise video because we, you know, we want to get in shape and we want to blah, 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 but can't stand the way they talk and everybody's happy. And then the, and then the goobs, all these goobers, you know, that she's got walking with them and they're all like. You know, you can tell like they're, you know, they're trying to get the, you know, you already got the job. You don't, you know, they, they, they add some little like, oh, I love you, Leslie. This is the greatest. I feel so good. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you got, you got the gig, Freddie, you know, relax, just calm down. And they're all just smiling like assholes and I can't stand it. No, who can stand it? And so, uh, yeah. So I thought there's gotta be so many people you look at, there's like millions of views on YouTube of these, of these DVDs, of these videos. And so people are all, you know, doing their little walk in place, a free thing on YouTube. No, I, I, I guarantee you most of those people doing these things find it just as insufferable as I do to hear Leslie Sansone and all of her little stupid friends. Hey, isn't it great? Yeah. I love to sweat and I love hard work and walking. And there's gotta be, there's got to be more than just the two of us who just can't stand that. So I thought I'll put together a DVD once I get in a little bit better shape, not quite as fat. Cause I want to actually sell the fact that my program works. And instead of the miracle mile, I thought it would be the miserable mile. Cause I would much rather spend 30 minutes watching some prick who's just as unhappy doing these workouts as I am because anybody in their right mind would be unhappy doing these workouts. I want some guy. All right, now we're going to do, now we're going to do, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to do some sidesteps. Oh, I fucking hate these. I know you will too, but guess what? Guess what, fatty? You're going to you're going to thank me later. You're going to thank yourself later. I hate Oh, we're going to do knee lifts. This is death. Oh my god. Somebody kill me. I hate this shit. I hate working out. I hate movement, but I just lost 10 pounds last week. So, you know, just do the stupid thing. Yeah, something like that. Except I'm not going to be yelling nearly as much as I am right now. It'll just be like, you know, I'll be just as, as miserable as can be because I do, I hate, I hate, if I were actually doing that workout right now, you'd see how miserable I can be doing that workout. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that on my DVD and put it on YouTube and, and spend much of the time making fun of those, those assholes, uh, you know, smiling and, oh, this is great with my friends. We're working out and sweating. Uh, you know, I've got to, there's going to be nothing like that except, you know, maybe sarcastically. And then it's just going to be, yeah, it's, it is, it's in the name of the DVD. It's the miserable mile. It's for miserable people, uh, who want other miserable people being miserable with them because misery does in fact love company. And, uh, and I would love, I would love to have uh, a lot of miserable people accompany me on my miserable mile. I don't want to know about it. Uh, unlike Leslie Sansone, who's full of shit, who said, ah, wouldn't it be great in the middle of one of the DVDs? Ah, wouldn't it be, I'm, 
I wish I could come into your house. I wish I could. Just, wouldn't it be great if we could visit all of our walkers and see them and see their house? Like, yeah, you want it. Careful what you wish for, Leslie. Come on over to Casa de Hopkins. See how much fun we're having doing your stupid DVD for free. Uh, yeah, John Hopkins Sr., not me, writes, I hate exercise. Mom writes, poor Kimmy. I'm not making it up. That's just, Kimmy's the only one screaming and swearing at the DVD. That's no, no poor Kimmy. That's just her. And I say, whoa, whoa, language, oh, language. I already have headphones on, but I do the... I would never say anything like that, any of those any of those four-letter words. And there's there's even worse ones that I'm refraining from using. Um, which, by the way, Kimmy, uh, yeah, and Kimmy, was, Kimmy was so good. At, there's certain four-letter words that Kimmy, uh, I discovered she had a mastery of uh, way back in the day. Kimmy and I met when, uh, when I was working at KB Toys. Rest in peace, KB Toys. Back in 1998, right out of high school, and uh, a lot of great people who worked there, people who I'm still friends with, who we are still friends with to this day, very good friends, who came to our wedding, who I, you know, even was talking to, you know, made a made a birthday video for Kimmy, and several of them were on that video. You know, 20 plus years of friendship with with a lot of these, well, with a lot of these folks. And on the, uh, I remember on the first day or the first week that I worked at KB Toys, uh, you know, there was a, there were a bunch of managers and some other associates, and everybody was super nice, uh, except for one person who was a total bitch, and her name was Kimmy, and still is Kimmy, <laughs> and I am married to her, and I, I remember, because uh, I remember I was really I was really hitting it off with everybody. Like, really, oh, these guys are so great. We're having fun, jokes, and all this stuff. And then the first day that I worked with Kimmy uh, on the on the KB Toys soundtrack, they were playing some, uh, I think it was Cookie Monster. Lost my, me, lo- me Lost Me Cookie at the Disco, I think was was the song that was playing. And uh, and Kim Kimmy was talking to Mark, who was one of the other managers, and uh, she was talking about, how much she she loved the song, and I kind of came out of nowhere, and even though I wasn't part of the conversation, I just thought, hey, I'll just be part of the conversation. Nobody asked me to be part of the conversation, but I'll just join in and express that I, too, enjoy this uh, Cookie Monster Sesame Street disco song. So I showed up, and I was like, hey, I love this song, too. It's one of my favorites. And Kim just turned to me, and she said, okay... And then proceeded to walk away. <laughs> and I said, that fucking bitch. And so when people, friends and family would ask me, hey, how's the new job at KB Toys going? I say, it's great. I love working with all these toys and video games because I love toys and video games. And uh, I love my coworkers. Everybody's super friendly and super nice. Except there's one person, and I hope I don't have to work with her that much because she's a giant bitch. And her name's Kim, and she's mean, and I don't like her at all. And I hope I never have to work with her again. I hope, I hope she gets, I hope she quits or moves to another store because she's mean to me. And then there was some other time where I, I said something. It was actually a conversation that I was having with somebody, and Kim wasn't a part of. And she just, she just came out of nowhere just to 
in uh, just to interject herself in the conversation, just to say, okay, you're a loser. Something like that. And, uh, or at least that was implied. And uh, <laughs> Kim is a saint, says Cindy Hopkins. That's, that's true. The tables have, in fact, turned since 1998. <laughs> uh, it was only for that first week that I was the one putting up with Kim. Lies, says Kim Hopkins. That's, uh, that's not. I might, have been, I might have been fibbing a little bit. Telling tall tales about the uh, the amount of uh, you know the uh, the contribution of of swearing uh, during the exercise DVDs, but this was this was quite true. Trying to be, make friends with Kim, the only person that I hadn't really worked with yet and hadn't really met, and I said, "Hey, I like this song too. We have something in common." Great. Nobody cares, and then walked away. Um, but I will say, man, I'll tell you. Going back to these these four letter words though, one day I'm just I'm in that uh, I'm up at the cash wrap at KB Toys, and uh, and Kimmy was working down the aisle down the the Barbie aisle which was or whatever the aisle was I don't know whatever the stupid aisle was games the game aisle that was just you know directly uh, parallel to the to the cash wrap and I had a question on something. And I said, hey, Kim, can you help me? I <clears throat> I have a question with whatever. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, twat, twat, I can't hear you. Twat, I can't hear you. And I was like, and then I was like, I said I have a question. Oh, my God, did you just? And she goes, twat, I can't hear you. <laughs> And that was the moment, ladies and gentlemen, that was the moment that I knew this is, uh, I've, I've found someone special here. If there's any, if there's even a chance that I can woo her, any, any broad with a mouth like that, spitting out those words in front of little kids and their families at a toy store, that's the woman for me. And I knew never, never happened. Yeah, absolutely happened. And then happened many, many more times after that. Once you saw how positively I reacted to your, to your mastery of the English language. Oh man. And, uh, but the thing was, is I, I thought, ah, but I don't have a chance. I have no chance with Kimmy. Kimmy just celebrated her birthday last week. And, uh, from now until, uh, a week from Sunday, she's four years older than me. So at the time, I'm like 18 or 19, and I thought, well, she's she's way older than me. Way, 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 way older than me. I have no chance with this woman who's so much older than me. Just so much older than me. I have no chance, because she's so much older than I am at the time, and still. And uh, <laughs> But it turns out, as as fate would have it, uh, yeah, she was just as into me as I was to her, and one night she invited herself to come to a party that she wasn't invited to, and I thought, wow, she's really got some nerve, because I'm a little thick, I don't pick up on things right away, and I thought, who the hell does she think she is, and she's inviting herself to a party of, like, my friends, my friends, and she didn't even know? Who the, who the fuck is this? Kim, just, she's making fun of me, uh, you know, on my first day, and now she's just inviting herself to my parties? 
And then it finally clicked. And then like a few hours later when we were making out on the couch because we drove around and I couldn't find the party, I was like, oh, I get it. That's because she likes me. Oh, well, that works well. Well, that works out well because I uh, I liked her too all this time. And I just thought because she was so much older than me that there was no chance. There was no chance because she was hanging out. Oh, look at this. Kimmy Hopkins says the divorce papers are in the mail. <laughs> Happy divorce to you. Happy divorce. That was the song my sister and I, when we were kids and we didn't understand, we used to we would have our, like our stuffed animals when we were like three, four, five years old our stuffed animals would get married and then we'd immediately have them get divorced. And then we would sing happy divorce to you. And then my mom yelled at us because, uh, divorce, that's nothing to laugh about. It's very serious. And I didn't know. I thought like people just said, eh, they got married and then like, eh, it was, it was a good ride. And then they had a, just like they have a nice big wedding celebration. They have a nice big party celebration at the end, which actually that's probably not such a bad idea. It's probably not that crazy for a lot of these folks who end up getting divorced. That's, you know, that's not such a horrible idea. That's a pretty, for, for people on the other side of marriage getting, that's a pretty happy day too, for both. I would think in many cases when it's mutual anyways, uh, enjoy the couch says my dad. <laughs> oh man so yeah so that was uh there's so many so many moments so many happy moments and there's been just so many yeah so many great more moments of kimmy um using the c word over the years and it's been so enjoyable for me and speaking of kimmy's birthday i gotta show you a clip so uh, i've mentioned on the podcast here a time or two, uh, as I've told the uh, I've I've told the Lupoopy story a few times on the old Birthday Boy podcast, uh, which is of course when I worked for Stewart's and on my last day, I uh, the last sausage sandwich that I made the night before when we closed the store, my last day at work, and the last sausage biscuit breakfast sandwich that I made, I put a custom label on and I wrote Lupoopy and left it in the in the case for the for some sucker to eat the next day. And then a week later, Leo, my manager, when I came to get my final paycheck, he called me over and he said, come over here. Did you write La Poopy on the sausage breakfast biscuit sandwich? And I said, what, Leo? What what was the word again? La Poopy, I said. Did you write La Poopy on the sausage sandwich? I've told the tale many times. You can go back to listen to episode one of the Birthday Boy podcast to hear that tale. Uh, as I was telling my sister the other night, and she had never heard the story, and I said... I said, but don't you listen to the podcast? And she said, of course. Which episode is it? And I said, episode one. It's in the first, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, so, Lapoopy. I wrote Lapoopy on that sandwich. And uh, I wish that Lapoopy was a, an original idea of mine. But Lapoopy uh, was the name that I stole from a great Kids in the Hall bit. Which I have to thank Kimmy because I never was a fan of Kids in the Hall. I thought it was stupid. And she used to make me watch it. I wanted to watch cartoons. We would come home from uh, school. We were both we both went to the same college for a brief period. And then we would both we'd finish our class classes for the day and we'd come and have some lunch, uh, hang out on our couch, and then go to KB Toys and have our shift at work. And between two o'clock and three o'clock we would watch TV. I wanted to watch Doug on Nickelodeon, one of my favorite cartoons, and Kimmy wanted to watch Kids in the Hall, one of the best sketch comedy shows ever. Maybe the best. 
It's the best. It's the best sketch show ever. <clears throat> Pardon me. So eventually, you know, I forced her to watch Doug, because as I've mentioned, I like to hog the remote and make people watch what I want to watch. And then it gradually, we watched a little more Kids in the Hall, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. And then eventually I was just like, oh, we're not watching Doug, we're watching Kids in the Hall, because I love this show. It's hilarious. I'm sorry I ever spoke ill of the finest sketch comedy show of all time. And, uh, and uh, thanks, son. What's the, th what's the thanks for, Dad? John Hopkins writes, thanks, son. And I don't know what... Uh, Thank, thanks for perhaps all the uh, all the years of being a, a great son, I would imagine. <laughs> being a responsible adult, having being almost 40 years old and having a podcast where I yell the F word and uh, talk about how uh, how I'm still filled with spite over my baseball coach. Oh, he's, he's leaving, that's why. Well, thanks, thanks, Dad, for tuning in. He must leave to mow. Well, it is it is almost eight o'clock on a Friday. I, you, <laughs> I can't think of any better time to get out there and mow the old grass. I hope, hopefully, no tornadoes uh, coming to your town like they might be coming to ours. Ours, but the uh, the good news is I've got the backup. I've got the recording the podcast on the computer. I've got the laptop set up. Should I should the power go out? Uh, looks like looks fine. There's really nothing. I don't see any sign of anything. But that's the thing about storms; they strike when you least expect them. Anyway, uh, so so as I was saying, so Lapoopy was uh, it wasn't just a, a sandwich that I created. It wasn't just the final breakfast uh, sausage biscuit sandwich that I created at Stewart's on my final shift. Uh, it was the name, it was a sketch from Kids in the Hall where uh, Kevin McDonald uh, who was uh, known, he, you know, he the, the other four kids in the hall uh, were more in the sketch. They were more popular. He's going to mow the lawn, thanking you for your great entertainment. Yes, absolutely. Go mow the lawn, Dad. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, anyway, so the Kids in the Hall, uh, there's a sketch uh, where... Uh, Kevin, uh, or, or excuse me, where uh, Bruce, Dave, Mark, and Scott are having a press conference, and Kevin is there too, and everybody's asking, uh, you know, they're, they're referring to the four kids in the hall, and Kevin leans over and he says, five, there are five kids in the hall, I'm I'm here, I'm Kevin, I'm a kid, and it's, and it's very funny, and then the sketch ends up being about how Kevin leaves the kids in the hall, and he goes over, sort of like Jerry Lewis kind of thing, where he's very funny in France, and in France... Uh, Kevin's nickname, he's dubbed La Poopy. Uh, and as Dave Foley says, which roughly translated means The Poopy. And I, th I always thought that was such a funny name. And then on my last day, I'm making that final sausage McMuffin sandwich thing, and I wrote La Poopy on it. And, uh, and so for Kimmy's birthday, um, I'm going to play you a little clip. Uh, because... I thought it would be really great to go on to uh, Cameo, which, as you don't know, that's where you can go and, in most cases, pay obscene amounts of money to have celebrities record a three-minute video clip, like Brett Favre. If you want, if you want to, if you want Brett Favre to say like "Happy Birthday" to your nephew, it's going to cost you like five hundred dollars. Uh, some, a lot of people are pretty reasonably priced, you know. Uh, and Kevin McDonald, 
was very reasonable at about $41. And with my first timers discount, I got $5 off. So for $36, I was able to get the funniest kid in the hall to record a custom birthday message for Kimmy for her birthday, which was last week. And uh, I'm going to attempt to play it for you right now. And it's, it's phenomenal. That is a pro right there. Move my microphone back over here. Uh, that's a pro. Kevin McDonald, you know, and Dave Foley. Th- those are those are my two favorites. Those Kimmy's two favorite kids in the hall. Uh, but as far as like laughs, as far as times that I've doubled over laughing, it's been Kevin McDonald. And the fact that I asked him, I said, I you know, you fill out a little note, 
and you say, hey, uh, you know, it's my wife's birthday, Kimmy, can you wish her a happy birthday? Uh, you know, any way you could reference La Poopy, any way you could reference the salt in your eyes sketch, which is, yeah, it's just a sketch where Kevin McDonald plays a guy at a conference and his contact lenses start bothering him and he says, what did, what did my mother always say? And in his head, you hear her saying, never put salt in your eyes, never, never put salt in your eyes, always put salt in your eyes, put salt in your eyes. And then he picks up the salt off the table and goes, ah, ah. and then, you know, that's the whole sketch and it, it kills me. It cracks me up every time. The kids love it too. We, we play it for the kids. Harmless sketch, but it's funny, and you know the Lupoopy sketch, and then the the Citizen Kane one where Kevin McDonald is arguing with Dave Foley, and, and Dave Foley says, "I was watching a movie the other night. I, I can't remember what the name of it was." And he goes, "Oh, well, what was it about?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a a newspaper tycoon, and he's dying, and he wants his uh, you know rosebud and all." That. He's, "Oh, it's Citizen Kane." No, 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 that that's not the name of it. Well, that's not the name of it. And he goes, "Well, who was in it?" Oh, Orson Welles, yeah, it was Citizen Kane. And then he checks the he checks the newspaper and he's like, "What time was it?" He was like, "It was on at uh, ten o'clock last night." He's like, "Aha! It was Citizen Kane. It was Citizen Kane." And uh, and then he you know, and then he he's Kevin McDonald stabs a knife into into Dave Foley's hand, so he has to sit at the table and and then he ends up he goes and Dave Dave Foley says, uh, "Could you call me uh, one of those uh, you know the car with these like an ambulance?" Uh, no, 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 not an ambulance. You know, one of those cars. And, and Kevin McDonald goes, an ambulance. You want an ambulance? And he goes, no, 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 that's not the name of it. And then he and then he just he stabs him repeatedly and he says, you want a mortician? You want a mortician? And so I asked him politely if there's any way he could reference even one of those three. And he referenced all three of them with some details and some background and, uh, and you know, really personalized it for Kimmy, you know, goofing around about her name. You know, Kimmy, you... I.E., you brave thinker, you, which was just so great. And, uh, John, you're Johnny and Kimmy, and I'll be Kev me. It was so cool, so classy, so f- like perfectly Kevin McDonald, above and beyond my expectations, exceeded my expectations. It was such a cool gift. Kimmy loved it. And uh, yeah, so. I don't know about anybody else on Cameo because there's pretty, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not paying $500 for Brett Favre to say, hey, this is uh, Brett Favre. I just want to say happy birthday. I'm going to go get on the tractor and cut the grass and maybe throw the football and wear some Wrangler jeans. Uh, happy birthday. You know, what the hell is Brett Favre going to say? I, don't, I can't imagine. Uh, but, you know, you've got some good, and then, you know, they got uh, Leslie David Baker Stanley from The Office, who's great. I would love, that's a great cameo idea. $350 he's charging. Like, whoa, pump the brakes. But then again, maybe he doesn't want to do it very often. So he figures, hey, if anybody's like dumb enough to pay me $350 to be Stanley for three minutes, then, hey, I don't have to do this too often. Maybe a couple times a week, maybe a couple times a month. I don't know. Uh, but Kevin McDonald, man, I, that was such a great deal and so far above and beyond what I expected. So that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, it's a cool, cool, fun memory of La Poopy himself, Kevin McDonald, wishing a happy birthday to Kimmy. Uh, switching gears ever so slightly. <laughs> uh, I feel like, uh, OJ Simpson had something to say, uh, recently. Have I talked about everything else? I want to make sure. Yeah, I really kind of did, so I'm, I'm going to talk about OJ, because who doesn't want to talk about OJ? We're approaching, uh, yeah, June is coming up, so we're, what's this, the 26th anniversary? The 26th anniversary of the killer who's still out there. 
He's, the killer is still out there, and OJ is going to search every single golf course on the West Coast, high and low, until he, he's not going to stop until he finds that killer. I think we know that much. Uh, so we're, we're approaching the, that anniversary, that rather s- shitty, somber amber anniversary. Uh, what, am I, what am I trying to find here? I'm trying to find, uh, okay, here we go. Here's OJ. So he, he OJ is on the golf course because OJ is never not on the golf course, and OJ's oh hey Lisa all right, Lisa you miss uh, you miss some good stuff. Go back if you can when this is over and watch. I think you'll I think you'll really enjoy it. A lot of uh, anyway. But thanks for joining Lisa. You're just in time for OJ. Lisa's here in time for OJ. Uh, we're gonna talk a little OJ Simpson. He's always on the golf course. This latest hello Twitter world. Uh, he, this latest video is OJ on the golf course. I actually wanted to, I, I came up with a song and then I completely forgot. I was going to record this really half-ass, you know, horrible, you know, quality song uh, of OJ singing like a Mr. Rogers kind of thing. Uh, and I don't even remember the lyrics. So I'm going to, I'm going to table that for next time. Uh, put that on the old to-do list to come up with a little, uh, you know, won't you be? I, I don't. I don't even remember the lyrics, but something you know, stabbing was one of the lyrics. I, I don't know, uh, and I'm not going to try to improvise it now. It's a beautiful day in Brentwood. I, I don't remember. A beautiful day for a stabbing. <laughs> and then there was there were more lyrics, and I don't remember what the hell they were. So, anyways, uh, O.J. Simpson, uh, Coach Don Shula, the legendary coach. Uh, Miami, the undefeated Miami Dolphins from the 70s. Don Shula passed away uh, a few days ago, a week, two weeks ago, we, whatever, whatever it was. And of course, OJ offered his condolences to uh, to Coach Shula on uh, on Twitter. Hello, Twitter world. Here we go. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, the NFL lost one of the great ones today, uh, Don Shula. Uh, my condolences to his family. You know, Shula was the one coach I most wanted to play for during my career. Unfortunately, I had to play against him twice a year in Buffalo against Miami, and never in all of those years did we ever win one game. (laughs) That no-name defense, boy, were they good. Uh, Do you know in back-to-back Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls for them, they gave up one touchdown, one touchdown in two Super Bowls. Think about that. Another game. uh, Anyways, he just goes on and on. I, I just love it. Like, he's talking about, man, (laughs) <laughs> you know they had uh, uh, Coach Shula. That was played against them twice every year. <laughs> He's just I, again. I've said this on previous podcasts. The rest of the world is locked in their houses, trying not to die. OJ is out playing golf, laughing it up, having a great time. <laughs> hello, hello, Twitter world. It's your old pal, old pal OJ here. <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit! Uh, oh, you know, as though, as though this uh, still under the delusion that this is what anybody wants to see is him talking about football, talking about fantasy football, eulogizing uh, Coach Shula, uh, Coach Shula from beyond the grave. He's like, eh, oh, 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 no, thanks, OJ. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, some of my family and friends spoke at the funeral. Uh, well, I guess probably not. They probably yeah. well, it was Florida. They live in Florida, so maybe they did have a public gathering. Anyway, uh, no thanks, OJ. Uh, you know, it's okay. Yeah, no, you don't have to. You don't have to. 
that's nice. You wanted to play for me. Uh, I don't need any doing any praise for you from you, OJ. But thank you, thank you. Okay, that's enough, OJ. Oh man, you know that no name defense. <laughs> In two Super Bowls, they only allowed one touchdown. Think about that. Do that math for a second. That's three less than four touchdowns. That's 20 times fewer touchdowns than 20 touchdowns. That's 16 touchdowns fewer than 17 touchdowns. One touchdown, that's only one touchdown more than zero touchdowns. That's 57 fewer touchdowns than 58 touchdowns. I mean, think about that. Do that math. But meanwhile, I'm going to go back to practicing my drive and looking for the real killer out here on the golf course. Sorry you're all locked up in home. <laughs> of all the people who should be locked up, I'm the one playing golf, and you're all locked up at home. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? I'm just saying. <laughs> OJ, man, oh man. He's figured it out. Uh, whatever he's doing, he's, uh, you know, he's made all, he's, he's playing golf. Everybody's at home wishing they were out playing golf. I don't know if everybody's wishing they were playing golf, but wishing they were out of the home, half of the people, and and he's doing it, man. O.J. Simpson, living the dream, as always. Nothing's going to stop old O.J. from just having a good time, playing some fantasy football, swinging the old wrenches out on the golf course. God damn. Oh, man. All right. We're getting close to the end of the podcast, but uh, I do have a few. I have some karaoke. I have some cliffy Oki. And I want to I want to apologize up front. I meant to text you, Nate. I uh, yeah the the that uh, that psycho sexy song. It maybe someday maybe someday I'm not ready to do it tonight. I can't I cannot I cannot do it on this this, this week's edition of the podcast. I've failed you. I have failed you, and uh, it's still it's still in the hopper, as uh, to use your phrase. Um, it's it's in the queue. Uh, maybe maybe one of these days tonight. I I am I have failed you because I will not. I will sadly will not be performing uh, Sir Psycho Sexy, whatever it's called, the Red Hot Chili Peppers song. However, I do have three tunes lined up that uh, that I have done uh, zero rehearsing for. Uh, so let's see how they go. And I, I've got a few Cliff family members. Mm. Get the hit the water by the way just just nate was drinking this uh what the hell were you having it was like a it was like a pineapple moonshine or something i forgot what the hell you said it was orange pineapple moonshine mango kiwi ah man that's that really it looked delicious i again i haven't it's been about uh geez uh, December of 2018 was like the last time that I even had a glass of wine. And again, I haven't like, I didn't like stop drinking. I didn't quit drinking. I just haven't in that amount of time. Cause I just have no, uh, at this, at this juncture, I have no particular interest in it, but man, I was, I was a big fan of moonshine back in the day, back in the, back in the days of Southern living down there in the old Carolina forests. Um, uh, yeah, I loved I loved stopping by the the liquor store and getting some getting some shine. I, I used to drink this apple pie moonshine in the fall. Ah, oh, it was tremendous. It was tremendous, I tell you. It was absolutely tremendous. Uh, tremendous, 
with tremendous moon. Forget it. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I can't remember what you were drinking. So yeah, it was like a pi- pineapple, pineapple moonshine, coconut pineapple. I, I don't know. Toasted coconut moonshine. I don't know what you were drinking. It looked so good. It looked so refreshing. And I used to, oh man, I used to love drinking that moonshine. Yeah, apple pie moonshine. And then there was one other kind that I liked too, and I don't remember. But uh, but boy, that looked good. That really looked good. Anyway, I think it was pineapple. Oh man, makes me want to. One makes me want to go out and get some moonshine at the essential liquor stores that have that have not been closed during this whole this whole ordeal. Uh, in any event, I do not have pineapple moonshine of, or, or any kind of moonshine. I have a, a nice a nice bottle of water. A nice, cold, delicious water. And uh, and I've got three Cliffy songs. And I'm uh, much like my good buddy Nate. Creamsicle. Creamsicle. That's it. Oh, man. Oh, man, did that look good. Creamsicle moonshine. Oh my god. I mean creamsicle anything. Oh, orange creamsicle. Orange creamsicle anything. Or move south. Oh man. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> It was awesome, Nate says. My mom wants us to move south, uh, naturally, and she's gonna give it her best effort any 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 time the opportunity presents itself. So I get it. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> sorry, mom. Uh, Nate says it was awesome, mixed with orange seltzer. It wasn't straight. Okay, that's nice. Ah, oh, that sounds nice. Oh man, that does sound. Uh, you had like lots of ice cubes. That's that's a that's a nice drink to me when there's uh you know having a nice nice cool, nice cold frosty drink with lots of ice cubes. Love it. Right now, if I have, I mean, it's pretty much water. I have a couple protein shakes during the day and water. That's that is it. That's actually it. That's all I drink. And uh, but once in a while, man, uh, you know, Cam loves that root beer. And I'll, uh, on a Saturday night when I'm feeling crazy, maybe if I'm watching just Nate on a Saturday night and I feel like, uh, feel like indulging in a, in a nice, uh, frosty beverage, I'll pour, I'll, not a full glass, but a medium sized glass of delicious, uh, what's, what's her favorite? Is it A&W? I think it's A&W. Mm. A delicious, tall, cool glass of root beer. Or root beer, as my uh, as my grandpa would say, in his drawl, his Midwestern drawl. Johnny, you want some root beer? Anyways, let's get into some. Uh, I've got three songs selected here for the uh, karaoke, the Cliff karaoke. Uh, which one to start with? I'm gonna start. Uh, okay, let's start with this one. Let's see, Grandma Cliff. I have to get into character a little bit because it's been a few days. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute, Cliff, since I've talked at all. I sit here in silence. Uh, I sit here in silence during this quarantine. I have no one to talk to because my goddamn son of a bitch grandson won't call me, Cliffy. Where are you? 
Why won't you call me COVID? Of course, you, as I told you before, Cliff, when you were first born, uh, back when you were a baby, before you were named Cliff officially, uh, they named you COVID. And uh, with a K, of course. K-O-V-Y-D. COVID Womack. My little COVID. My little baby COVID boy. Little butter boy, COVID boy, baby boy. And so, uh, but of course, you used to talk to me back then. Now you never call your grandmother, you son of a bitch. Okay, Cliffy, I think I'm ready. Uh, and this is a song. Uh, this is a song that I like, Cliff. So that's why I'm singing it. That's my reason. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life. It means forever and a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you there's something else. The afterworld, Cliff. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun, day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one, Dr. Everything will be alright, you know that one? Instead of asking him how much of your time is left, why don't you ask him how much of your mind, babe? Because in this life, things are much harder than in the afterworld. Cliff, you hear me? In this life, you're on your own. You're like me, because my grandson won't call. And if the elevator tries to break down, well, well, goddammit, Cliff, go crazy. Punch the highest floor. Woo. Do you hear me, Cliff? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, Christ. Please don't lie. The world living in. Take a look around. At least you got friends. I call my old lady. I am an old lady. For a friendly word. She picked up the phone. Dropped it on the floor. Ah, is all I heard. Not gonna let the elevator break us down. No, no, let's go. Let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. Look for the birth of eternity. That'll put us in a trust. Let's go. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Here we go, Cliff. There's some more verses here I think you'll enjoy. We're all excited. But we don't know why. Maybe it's cause. We're all gonna die, Cliffy. When we do. What's it all for? Better live now for the Grim Reaper comes knocking on your door. Ain't gonna let the elevator break us down. No, no, let's go. Let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. Look for the birth of eternity that'll put us in a trust. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Come on, baby. Let's get nuts. Let's get nutty, Cliffy. Nutty. Oh, God. This is the instrumental part. I just want to tell you, this song, you know, when it mentions friends and so forth. Yeah, it would be nice if, uh, since my friends are all dead, Cliff, it'd be nice if my grandson would call me. You understand that, you son of a bitch, butter boy? Oh, I can't stay mad at you. I'm not gonna let the elevator break us down. No, no, let's go. Let's go crazy. Wow! I said, let's go crazy. 
Let's go, let's go. Doctor, everything will be all right. Makes everything go wrong, pills. Pills and thrills and daffodils. Come on, act up, children. Please come. Please come. Come. I just get excited sometimes when I sing my songs, Cliff. I get excited when I sing my songs. And that's the song, Cliffy. It's a, it's Let's Go Crazy because I'm going crazy here sitting by myself on the goddamn sofa, Cliff. Here in Winston-Salem because my goddamn son of a bitch grandson won't call me. Oh, God, Jesus Christ, baby Jesus. Oh, Cliffy, call me, will you? I'm going crazy. Call me Cliffy. So there's my song for you, Cliff. You ingrate. You probably don't even appreciate it. Your old grandmother's singing. You're singing some tunes for you. You can't even call. Say thank you. Thank you, Grandma Cliff. Cliffy. Call your Grandma Cliff Cliff. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Oh. I don't think I have an Uncle Cliff. Oh, I have... Oh, okay, I've got to... Yeah, it looks like Uncle Cliff is taking the taking the week off. But uh, Cliffy Baseball... Cliffy Baseball has a little something. Let's see if I can try this, uh, this number, Cliff. This is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, let's see. Let's get it uh, punched up here on the, uh, on the YouTube DVD. I've got my very own YouTube DVD player, Cliff. I love technology, Cliff, especially having these DV my very own DVD library here on YouTube. Let's see what, see what we can do. Ah, yeah. The song's in the key of E. Give me a blues riff and B, watch for the changes, and try to keep up. That's a Back to the Future reference, Cliffy. You'd know it if you ever called me. I don't want to take it anymore. I'll just stay here locked behind the door. Just no time to stop and get away. Because I work so hard to make it every day. Ooh. Ooh-wee. Quite a tune, Cliffy. It's quite a tune. There's no money falling from the sky. Cause a man took my heart and robbed me blind. His name's Cliff. Someone stole my brand new Chevrolet. And the rent is due. I got no place to stay. Ooh. Ooh-wee. And I lost my job, Cliff, so that's why I can't pay the rent. To say just how something's never changed. And it's hard to find any strength to draw the line. I'm just burning doing the neutron dance. I'm just burning, Cliffy, doing the neutron dance. That's all I have to say, Cliff. Industry, don't pay a price that's fair. 
All the common people breathing filthy air. A roof caved in on all the simple dreams. And to get ahead, your heart starts pumping schemes. And it's hard to say just how something's never changed. And it's hard to find any strength to draw the line. I'm just burning doing the neutron dance. I'm just burning doing the neutron dance. Woo! Ah, oh, yeah, Cliffy. This is my kind of tune. I learned this tune from Donnell Winslow, one of the all-time greats. I'm on fire, yeah. Yeah. I'm on fire, Cliff. Just like my Elio's pizza. Hard to say just how some things never change. And it's hard to find any strength to draw the line. I'm just burning, doing the neutron dance. I'm just burning, doing the neutron dance. I know pot of gold for me. All I've got to do is just believe. So happy doing the neutron dance. I'm just burning, doing the neutron dance. I'm so happy doing the neutron dance. I'm just burning. Doing the Neutron Dance, Cliffy. Uh, that's an old tune from back in the old days. We used to play it at the ballpark. It's called Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters, Cliffy. The Pointer Sisters. This is Cliffy Baseball. Coming at you. Uh, Roger Wyland, coming at you. I wonder what... Uh, I still wonder if uh, if old Roger Wyland, back in the, in the Capital Region... Has his radio show, and if so, what the hell could he be talking about? Because he couldn't think of he couldn't think of words when there was sports going on. I, I, I mean, I mean, can you? I mean, run our test. I mean, I mean, come out. I mean, did you see the? I mean, my God, I mean, I mean, come out. What's going on? Maybe he's maybe he's doing his breakdown of the uh, of the Michael Jordan documentary every Monday. Uh, so. I, Subparts uh, seven and eight of the of the jo- the Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN, and I, I just want to give some quick analysis, some thoughts and feedback. I mean, Michael Jordan. I mean, I mean, uh, come on. I mean, he's just it's it's Michael Jordan. I mean, Scotty Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, jeez. I mean, come on. Did you watch that document? I mean, oh, oh my goodness, come on. These hot takes and more each and every weekday. Roger Wyland, Big Board Sports. <laughs> oh man, I do crack myself up. I have one final tune. Uh, yeah, one more, one last one, and then we will we will adjourn this week's session. Uh, let's see. Here we go. So I can find it. Uh, let me, I gotta get some, I need some water for this one, because it's all Scottish Uncle Cliff. Cliffy, yes, your uncle. Mm. Oi, Cliffy. Uh, there he is, uh, there's Scottish Uncle Cliff. Cliffy, it's your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. I've got another tune I'd like to sing for you, Cliffy boy, my baby boy. I'd like to sing a little tune for my Cliffy boy. Here we go, one last tune. From Scottish Uncle Cliff. It's one of my favourites. 
I used to play this one on the big pipes back in the day with McTavish and McDoof and McDougal and McDingus. Play this song all day long on the big pipes from the Scottish Highlands cliffy. Oh, the, the text is a little wee here. And zoom in on the text so I can see what I'm trying to do. Here we go. Holiday. Celebrate. Holiday. Celebrate. If we took a holiday. Took some time to celebrate. Just one day out of life. It would be, it would be so nice. Everybody spread the word. Gonna have a celebration all across the world. In every nation. Time for the good times. Forget about the bedtimes, oh yeah. One day to come together, release the pressure. We need a holiday. We took a holiday. Took some time to celebrate. Just one day out of life. It would be, it would be so nice. Oh, Cliffy, this brings me back to my childhood. During the famine, this is all we had was these old Scottish tunes, such as this one. You can turn this world around and bring back all those happy days. Put your troubles down. It's time to celebrate. Let love shine And we'll find A way to come together and make things better We need a holiday Took a holiday Took some time to celebrate Just one day out of life It would be it would be so nice. Oh, these were the these were the Scottish battle cries back in their day when I was a wee lad, Cliffy. Fighting for our survival. Singing these great battle hymns such as this one. Holiday. Celebrate. Holiday. Celebrate Cliffy, if we took a holiday Took some time to celebrate Just one day out of life It would be It would be so nice Holiday Celebrate Holiday Celebrate! Oh, Cliffy. We'd sing that tune 
And then we'd aim our swords and we'd run into Battlecliff back in the 80s. That was in the Braveheart soundtrack. That was one of my favorite movies uh, back in the 90s. And one of the reasons was hearing Braveheart uh, singing that, singing uh, Madonna. Uh, yeah, William, uh, the great William Wallace singing Holiday before he'd run into battle against the King of England. Uh, that's how we gained our freedom, Cliffy. That's where we're able to have multiple paid holidays during the year. Thanks to William Wallace and Madonna. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Still no. Oh, oh, there's the lightning. I think that's, uh, I think that means it's, I think it's time. I think we've, we've been very fortunate. We got, we bought ourselves enough time here on the Birthday Boy podcast, getting some stories, childhood uh, stories about what an idiot I am, uh, a little OJ, we got a little sounding board theater, a little Kevin McDonald, uh, some Cliffy Oakey, and, uh, we'll do the same next week. Next week is the, uh, I started this thing on May 24th of last year. There's that lightning. Oh, man. Lightning strikes here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Uh, May 24th, 2019 was the first Birthday Boy podcast. I'm not going to do a Birthday Boy podcast on my birthday this year because it's on a Sunday. And I'm uh, I'm just kind of, you know, I want to have like just the whole weekend to do absolutely nothing. The nice long three-day weekend. There will be a Birthday Boy podcast next Friday. And I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping to have a, you know, a, a surprise or two. Uh, and who knows? It's not going to be anything crazy crazy, super crazy special, but, uh, it will be, uh, the one year anniversary of the birthday boy podcast. And we'll do it live here on Facebook. And I think we'll, we'll do this. Uh, we'll do this for a couple more weeks. I know shit's starting to open up and, you know, in New Hampshire, it's the end of the month. Uh, you know, so we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Um, and then, you know, it's other than thunderstorms, you know, the weather's getting nice, even, even with a quarantine, I think people, people want to get the hell out of the house. On a, on a nice, on these nice summer evenings that we're going to have, myself included. So, uh, the live podcast is not going to go away completely. Uh, but you know, after, a, after a couple more of these, I think it'll be like a, maybe a once a month kind of thing. Cause I do enjoy doing it every week though. Uh, I enjoy it once I get into it. It's great, but holy shit, man. Gonna, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But we got a couple more, a couple more weeks of, of doing this live, and then and then we'll see how it goes, and then we'll definitely make this a regular thing, even after that, even uh, you know when there's like even a vaccine and everybody's cured and there's no more COVID, and we think, hey, remember the days of the COVID, and we did like you know live stuff in our home, and uh, yeah, we'll keep what the live thing will keep going, just not on a weekly basis, but uh, you know. I still haven't I haven't decided exactly how that's going to go down, but I, I think we've got certainly next week and, and the week after that for some live fun on a Friday night, and then, you know, then we'll see. Anyways, it's time to go. The thunder and lightning tells me it's time to get the hell out of here. Uh, I thank you for listening and watching and everything else. iTunes or Apple uh, and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts uh, to listen to the audio version. Birthday Boy Podcast on Facebook. You can do this live thing, you know, watch it live every Friday, at least for the next few weeks. So who knows? I don't know. Uh, but that's where you get all the information. 
on, on upcoming podcasts, any changes, anything, uh, you know, and that's the thing. I just, sometimes I'll just, you know, I might just pop up and say, Hey, it's time to just do a live podcast for no good reason. Uh, over the summer or something. I, I don't know, but definitely be live next Friday and the following Friday for sure throughout the end of the rest of May. And then we'll see how it goes. We, you know, probably take a break from the live stuff after that. And then, uh, but the, the regular podcast will still be there every week. Uh, you know, so that's all, that's all, that's, that's all I have to say. And, uh, I thank you all, Kimmy, Nate, my parent, I had both parents watching the podcast at the same time. Um, unbelievable. And, and everybody else who joined in at various times, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Uh, oh, Nate says, uh, love it, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, man. Thanks, buddy. That's a, This is a true super fan right here. Kimmy and Nady, true super fans. Haven't missed, haven't missed an episode, a live, haven't missed a live Facebook uh, podcast, which makes me so happy. And Nate, I look forward to uh, tomorrow night. I, uh, I presume you've got at least a couple of these uh, still to go before, before, uh, before all is said and done. So uh, hopefully, hopefully there's a Saturday night one tomorrow, and uh, I will certainly be there at seven o'clock. Just Nate, I can't wait to, uh, can't wait to see it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it, gang. Uh, I appreciate it. I love you guys. Uh, remember, positivity is dumb. It's for idiots. It's for morons. Uh, but kindness, kindness matters. Don't forget, kindness matters. Uh, enjoy the thunderstorms and tornadoes if you're in the if in the uh, in the area. Like you, a couple more. Cool, man. That's good. Awesome. A couple more live shows for Nate. A couple more live birthday boy podcasts. So the funs, the fun is not over yet. There's plenty of more, plenty more fun uh, to come. And uh, I thank you guys for joining. I thank you for tuning in. And you can always watch the replays here on Facebook on the Birthday Boy Podcast Facebook page if you're not able to check it out live. And, of course, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, all that stuff, like I mentioned, you can uh, you can go on there and subscribe and listen to the audio version. So, uh, And there's Frankie, Cousin Frank. Better late than never, buddy. I'm just I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see you, Frankie boy. And uh, as soon as this is over, Frank, go back and watch... Uh, Watch episode 50. It's a good one. I promise you that. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to go before I get struck by lightning. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. The one-year anniversary next week. The Birthday Boy Podcast on or around my birthday. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Later, Gators. Gators.